Hi, this is Nick Forster. This week in E-Town, we're going to feature one of our favorite shows from our 2011 season, and that starts right now. From the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town with this week's musical guests. From Wimberley, Texas, Sugar Hill recording artist Sarah Jaros and sensibility recording artist The Civil Wars. I'm Helen Forster. Right now, please join me in welcoming Nick Forster. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to E-Town. We get together every week, listen to some live music, talk a little about the world around us. We try, every single show we do, to bring you a study in contrast. Sometimes it's somebody who's young, somebody's old, uh, a male singer, a female singer, a band, a solo, representing different musical traditions sometimes. And it's all designed so that we can basically highlight how much music is connected. And at the end of the show, we bring it all together. Well, this week, we've got all that done for you, but it's actually our guests who have done most of the work. We've got young people who are old souls. We've got uh, new songs based on deep traditions. We've got old-fashioned kind of traditional versions of original material. And and it's all about the contrast, and it's all uh, really good stuff. Our first guests... Each had their own careers going, and then they met a few years ago at a songwriting workshop in Nashville. They began recording and performing together, and since then it's been kind of a whirlwind of amazing great stuff, and and lots of it just this year. Awards and recognition and songs on television shows and performances on The Tonight Show and videos on TV and downloads and record sales and airplay and a huge following and a slot at the Newport Folk Festival, and and all of that stuff is well-deserved. It all happens with good reason. I mean, really what they do is amazing and original and timeless and straight ahead because it's all about great songs and great singing. So very happy to have them. Please welcome John Paul White and Joy Williams, The Civil Wars. Oh, 
Welcome to E-Town. You guys uh, sing really, really well together. It's kind Aww, of wild. It's kind of wild. You, uh, you met in a writing workshop in Nashville. What was going on for both of you at that time in your lives when you were actually even deciding to go to a writing workshop? We both were, you know, full-time professional songwriters for uh, a series of years after having done solo music, like you had mentioned just a bit ago. And uh, 
It was a publisher-coordinated event, so it was about 25 writers were gathered together to work on a specific project, and it was literally drawing straws to kind of figure out who was going in what room with who that day, and John Paul was my first write of the day. Yeah. How long did it take you guys to recognize that there was actually something kind of going on? As soon as we started singing together. Really? Yeah. As soon as our voices, you know, came out together, it was like, I knew where she was going. She knew where I was going. Oh, cool. You just instinctively could kind of tell. Yeah. You did record some demos, and I'm sure that, if anything, confirmed your suspicions, right, once you heard (laughs) it on tape? Yeah, that that was the moment when I finally asked her out, so to speak. Yeah, there was some heel scuffing and looking down at the ground. I don't know what you're doing for the next 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) And thinking the whole time, she's not into me. She's not into it. (laughs) She's going to talk. I, honestly, I the, the fear of rejection was, you know, Oh, off I didn't the leave charts. you hanging for too long. No, I, you it, were sweet. I'm glad we didn't cancel that right that yeah, day. Yeah, we, we're glad also. <laughs> um, should we also... Uh, Thank you. And, and I like the way you're talking about this. You know, I asked her out, what are you doing for the next 30 years? You know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's very uh, couple-ish conversation. Well, we are married, but to other people. Yes. <laughs> I... Honestly, I think that any uh, situation you go into creatively, it's like a relationship, whether yeah. it be male, female. Yeah. You know, it's easy for your mind to go there with, you know, when you see us on stage. But with any band, I feel like that's kind of, you know, you, there's compromise, there's good and bad and ugly. And, and, you know, we deal with all those things. The beauty of not being in a relationship together is that we can say things to each other that you would never say to your significant other. <laughs> Unless you knew things were pretty well wrapped up. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yep. And John Paul, you're from Alabama. Your family's from Alabama, is that right? Yes. Teenager, Alabama. Oh, God. Uh, Where, where's this going? <laughs> 80s. Mullet. I'm, I'm kind of thinking, I'm thinking hair bands, kind of like. Mullet, yes. Flying V, maybe, or what kind of a, what was the electric Please guitar? Please tell me you had a flying V guitar. I did not. I was always, you, when you, you grow up in a really small town, if you can carry a tune, then the guitar players in town push you out front. Oh. They won't let you have a guitar. Yeah. So you were so that guy. I was that guy. Oh. And which was fine with me because yeah. it was just one less thing between me and the ladies. Right. <laughs> right. And no, uh, and no, oh, wait, honey, I have to load up my gear. No. <laughs> exactly. I don't know how to exactly. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm not the okay. drummer. Yeah, I'm not the drummer. <laughs> All right, I, I, that's, I'm getting a pretty good image. I'm getting a pretty good sense. Yeah. So am I. Enjoy, uh, you know, back in Santa Cruz, California. Yeah. Uh, you got a really early start in this whole music game, though, too. I mean, you were signed when you were 17 or something, right? Yeah. I mean, when I wasn't surfing or hiking in the Redwoods, I was singing, and that was something that, that also came as a surprise. So I, I did several records solo and, um, and got to travel the world and enjoyed it for what it was. But then at a certain point, what I was doing felt really, really restrictive. And mm-hmm. uh, it was something that I was honestly getting tired of and just needed a break. And so... After taking time to break away and do all of those things, and you know, I started songwriting again and wound my way strangely to this um, southern part-time gentleman. Yeah, yeah, part-time gentleman. That's good. That's good. I just That's came good. up with that. Yeah. I'm a little good, good about man. it. Yeah. 
to remember that. Hey, well, let's get back to music. Welcome back to E-Town. Some awfully nice people, including a part-time Southern gentleman, <laughs> the Civil Wars. Well done. Civil Wars in Florence, Alabama, and Santa Cruz, California. Those guys 
are going to be back, play a lot more music a little later on in the show. That's the Civil Wars, live on stage at E-Town from back in 2011. We'll be back with the Achievement Award plus music from Sarah Jaros after a short break. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. As a reminder, for your viewing pleasure, there are over 2,000 videos on the E-Town YouTube channel, where you can also subscribe in order to stay up to date with our latest offerings. And if you're curious about E-Town's home base, E-Town Hall, our beautiful solar-powered music venue, community center, and recording studio, located in downtown Boulder, Colorado, you can learn more about it on our website, etown.org. You're listening to E-Town. Forster, you're listening to E-Town. The Civil War is going to be back in a little while to play some more music. I also want to mention that uh, a great singer-songwriter and uh, multi-instrumentalist Sarah Jarose is here with her friends Nathaniel Smith and Alex Hargraves, and they are coming up to play some more in just a little while. Right now, before those guys come out, every week we get to share a story with you that came from one of our listeners. Someone told us about somebody who inspired them, uh, somebody who looked around and found a way to use their talents and their skills on behalf of someone or uh, something that needed some help. We get to pass that story on to you. We do this every week. It's called the Achievement Award. It's made possible by a grant from the Bohemian Foundation. And here comes Helen Forster to tell you about this week's winner. Thank you, Nick. Our listener nominator this week is Amy Hall of Washington, D.C., who hears E-Town on WAMU. And she's nominating fellow D.C. resident Adam Roberts for an Achievement Award. Adam is the executive vice president of a wildlife and animal protection organization. Several years back, he attended the World Summit on Sustainable Development held in Johannesburg, South Africa. During the week he was there, Adam was struck by a glaring contrast. The extreme poverty he saw all around him in the streets versus the relative opulence at the conference he was attending. That realization sparked a basic but brilliant idea that's led to a remarkable grassroots effort. Adams created a relatively painless way for folks like you and me to help people in need. The concept is super simple and it's been really effective. Now I realize that I've been pretty vague in explaining what that concept is, and here's why. Adam's with us in person this week, and I figured why not let him give us the details. So please join me now in welcoming this week's Achievement Award winner from Washington, D.C., Adam Roberts. How are you doing, Adam? Thanks for being with us. Hey, thanks for having me. So, so uh, you had this revelation. You were at a conference in South Africa. Helen was just describing to us some 
Tell us a little more about what happened down there. Um, yeah, in 2002, I was at the World Summit on Sustainable Development in Johannesburg, South Africa, and every day I was bombarded with these concepts that they were putting forward about the literally billions of people around the planet that lacked electricity, safe drinking water, sanitation, and yet I was in this conference room where people had hot coffee and past hors d'oeuvres, and the World Food Program did a lunchtime briefing on rural poverty, and they had this huge buffet, and I thought, there's something weird about this image, yeah. and so I said, look, if the governments of the world aren't going to solve the problem, and I, as a nonprofit animal welfare guy, don't have Bill Gates-like money, what can I do? Yeah. And I thought at the end of the month, after all the bills are paid and everything's done, I could still donate $10 to make a difference to someone somewhere in the world. Yeah. And if I can get all of my friends, family, people I meet on the street to do the same, we can really make a measurable yeah. impact. And then I just started doing research on the internet, quite frankly, thought about all of the least developed countries in the world and the water, education, sanitation problems that they had and started to find people doing the work on the ground, small NGOs who really needed the support but didn't have the infrastructure to raise the money, and so I did it for them. I'm really just a middleman, quite frankly. Okay. I do this entirely as a volunteer, so 100% of the 10 bucks that comes in goes out, all of the admin costs for running the organization, websites, mailings, yeah. it all comes out of my pocket or a few small grants from foundations. Yeah. But that, it's important to me that people know that, that there's no overhead. Right. It's just 10 in and 10 out. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, you know, all of my members get a report saying what we did with the money, and then when I start to get project photos and reports back from the field, I share that with everybody as well so they can really have a sense of what the impact is. Yeah. Seeing kids wearing the school uniforms in Thailand that we bought or people getting water from a well in Nicaragua that we helped erect, wow. it's really inspirational. Wow. Um, but I do the research, I raise the funds, I write the reports. My seven-year-old daughter licks the envelopes, puts all that together every month for me, and my wife proofreads the reports before they go out. Tell us about a, a couple more. You mentioned there's water projects, there's mm -hmm. educational things, school uniforms. What else? Uh, we built water wells in the Peruvian Amazon where cholera and other waterborne diseases are really problematic so that more than 300 indigenous peoples in a small community can have access to safe water. In Cambodia, we did a project for people who are blind or near blind, and they have no resources to get eye surgeries. So we made it possible for more than 600 of them to get surgeries that would allow them to see. And uh, no matter what the project is, whether it's building houses for people with leprosy in India or giving food to people in Sudan and Somalia, you can actually see the photographs of that thing happening on the ground, that's and that's cool. what's so exciting. We've had more than 100 projects in more than 60 countries, and we've given away more than a quarter million dollars. And so, again... I mean, to me, it's a lot of money. Oh, it's a lot of money, trust and, me. And yeah. so, you know, it makes me feel good. And, and as I wow. say, if, if we can replicate the donor base and yeah. uh, more people can join, then the impact just grows and grows. Oh, that's cool, Adam. Now, what's it called again? It's the $10? It's as simple as can be. It's The $10 Club, and that's the website, all spelled out, the10dollarclub.org. And people can go there. They can see all the projects we've done since I've started and the pictures of the people on the ground making it happen. That's so cool. Well, it's, again, a very, very simple story. And uh, I'm just proud of you for actually sticking with it because I think so many of us think about that. We want to <laughs> make a dent. We want to make a difference. Don't have a lot of dough. Want to make it count. Want to make it go to the right spot. So you've done something really remarkable. Thank you. It's kind of you. Well, Adam, congratulations. We've got a Framed Achievement Award certificate for you. You can share that with your seven-year-old daughter and your wife. And uh, once again, the winner of this week's Achievement Award, Mr. Adam Roberts, founder of the $10 Club, helping people all over the world. Congratulations. The 
The Achievement Award is made possible by a grant from the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. Our listener nominator, Amy Mall, and our winner will receive generous gift bags filled with lots of great stuff. For our listeners to hear this entire interview again, learn more about some of our more recent winners, or to nominate someone yourself for an award. All of that and more can be done on our website, etown.org. Or write to us the old-fashioned way at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, Adam, our award winner. You know, as you know, this show was recorded back in 2011. And when we dug into what's going on now, it looks like since 2013, the $10 Club has been a little dormant. It looks like Adam is on hiatus, but still makes a great story. And uh, we want to congratulate our winner this week. We've got more music, as I mentioned earlier, coming up from the Civil Wars in just a little while. Right now, I want to tell you about our next guest. Sarah Jarosz grew up in the little town of Wimberley, Texas. Started playing the mandolin right around the age of 10 and was on stage with people like David Grisman and Ricky Skaggs when she was 15. Still in high school, she played the Telluride Bluegrass Festival. She met Gary Pachosa, producer. Shortly thereafter, had a record deal, was signed to Sugar Hill. She's now 20. Uh, and everybody from the New York Times to Rolling Stone Magazine is all uh, fired up about her and with very good reason. She's a great singer, great multi-instrumentalist. She does all this stuff beautifully. Please welcome to E-Town for her first visit, Sarah Jaros. start to look away and I don't know what I should say I can't distinguish that from day then you come around just for things are looking down and everybody's wearing frowns the king went and misplaced his crown but it'll come around I don't want to lose my faith in you Sometimes I don't have a clue But I've done what I should do And I'll come around The summer nights are hot and still The days are long yet time and still sense of hope becoming a thrill and I know it will just when life seems like a lost cause people spinning words into angry flaws and I don't know who I am or who I was life comes around and I don't want to lose my faith in you sometimes I don't have a clue what I've done and what I should do But I'll come around 
swirling out of control Lost in the spin You gotta take a step back Start over again Find a way to win I may be young, I may be old I may be telling, I may be told I may be wise, I may be bold But I'll come around And I don't want to lose my faith in you Cause sometimes I don't have a clue What I've done and what I should do But I'll come around so much we're gonna have Nick join us for this next song one of my favorite Bob Dylan tunes
call St. Catherine from the top of the room Bring them from the fortress for the lilies of bloom The lines are long And the fighting is strong And they're breaking down the distance between the right and wrong Sarah, welcome to E-Town. Thank you so much for having us. Wimberley, Texas. Tell us a little bit about the, your hometown. Uh, well, it's great. I was born in Austin, and Wimberley is just south of there. You know, really basically lived there my whole life. It's a really cool little town in Texas. It's got the small town vibe, but mm -hmm. its proximity to Austin makes it really cool. would often go into Austin and see tons of live music. So. And your dad's a high school teacher. <laughs> yes, who yes. Who must love bluegrass music. He does. I mean, I, my, both my parents are, are big music lovers. Yeah. And when I was about 10, I found out about this weekly Friday Night Bluegrass Jam in Wimberley. So started and, going to that. And the mandolin was the perfect instrument because about the only one you could actually hold probably at the time. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when did you start, how old were you when you started writing songs? I guess I was about 12. And, and uh, did you have early heroes, either writers or instrumentalists, that you just looked to and said, man, oh man, they're the folks I want to be like? Well, I mean, Hot Rise was one of the first bands I ever oh. heard and loved. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I'm you. serious. You're not saying that just because we're here. I'm not. I, okay. I've said that in many an interview. Oh, Calling okay. Malone was one of the first songs I ever heard and, and really fell in love with. Oh, cool. Thank you. <laughs> and you were, you know, nine or something probably. Then. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk just a little bit about Alex and Nat because it's such an amazing thing you have as a trio. Just the three of you, not unlike the Civil Wars in that they can kind of anticipate where each other's going in terms of singing. But you guys have that musically as well where you're locked in pretty well. Let's yeah. <laughs> I mean, I f they're two of my favorite musicians in the world, so it's an honor for me to get to play my songs with them. Yeah. And you can be pretty nimble in a trio, right? Oh, for sure. There's lots of open spaces. Yeah. <laughs> and what about, um, is there any kind of wacky ethnic music at the New England Conservatory? Are you exposed to things that come from other cultures and other countries that you wouldn't have bumped into otherwise? Yeah, actually, the last two years, I've been involved in a Jewish music ensemble, so I've been actually singing in Yiddish and um, doing, wow. doing, I mean, it's been great. It's pushed me to use my voice in ways that I've never used it before, and wow. it's been a lot of fun. Wow, amazing. Well, congratulations. I just think it's amazing, you know, for you at the ripe old age of 20 to have already, you know, accomplished all this <laughs> stuff, a couple of albums and all these great reviews and a great career and a killer band, and it's all happening. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sarah. Well, thanks for stopping by. Let's get back to music. Welcome back from Wimberley, Texas, currently enrolled at the New England Conservatory of Music, Sarah Jaros. This is one called Runaway.
Thank you guys so much. We've got we've got one more tune for you tonight, and I just want to thank Nick and Helen and everyone here at E Town for having us. I love this show, and it is an honor to get to be on it. Thank you. 
Hargraves on the fiddle, Nathaniel Smith on the cello, Sarah DeRose on the guitar and the banjo and the octave mandolin, along with E-Tones, Ron Jolly, Chris Engelman, Christian Teal, and Helen Forrester. The CD is called Follow Me Down on Sugar Hill Records. Thank you, Sarah DeRose. We'll be back with more from the Civil Wars after a short break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. And by our diverse family of NPR affiliates and community stations, plus college and commercial stations, as well as our international stations and podcast subscribers worldwide. Thank you for your continued support. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like KHOL in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, on WDST in Woodstock, New York, a station that I not only was listening to, but I also drove by their headquarters just a few days ago, and on KSYM in San Antonio, Texas. As always, if you want some more information about any of our guests or anything that we're up to here at E-Town, lots of stuff can be found online at etown.org. Welcome back, The Civil Wars.
more like a beauty queen from a movie scene. I said, don't mind me, but do you think I am the one who will dance on the floor and around? She said, I am the one who will dance on the floor and around. Told me her name was Billie Jean as she calls the same. Then every head turned with eyes dreaming in the one who dance on the floor and around. People always told me. Careful what you do, the lie becomes the truth. Not my love, she just a girl claims that I am the one, but the kid is not my son. She says, For 40 days and for 40 nights, love's on his side. But who can stand when she's in demand of schemes and plans? Cause we danced on the floor and around. So take my strong advice. Just remember to always think twice. All things she told my baby we danced to three And she looked at me and showed her phone on Baby cried his eyes were like Cause we danced on the floor in the ride People always told me
you very much. We're extremely proud to be here. We're extremely uh, flattered that we were asked to be here. We're big fans of Sarah's, and we're definitely big fans of what they're trying to do here with mm -hmm. uh, E-Town. So hopefully they'll have us back, if y'all are okay with that. <laughs> so we've got uh, one more, and this song we had on a, our little free live record that came out a couple of years ago when we first started this thing out. Low these many years. Low these many years. Two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> this is Poison of Mine. Thanks a lot, guys.
John Paul White, Joy Williams, The Civil Wars. Such great singers. We've got time for one more song. We want to get everybody out on stage for this last one. I want to thank all our guests, including Sarah Jarose from Wimberley, Texas, along with Alex Hargraves and Nathaniel Smith. I want to thank our award winner, Mr. Adam Roberts and the $10 a month club, making great things happen all over the world. Thank you, Adam. Thanks again to the Civil Wars, John Paul White and Joy Williams. Thanks to Helen Forster, the E-Tones. Thanks to all of you for joining us, the citizens of E-Town, the residents. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here at E-Town. Town is produced by a donor-supported nonprofit organization with help from all of our fine staff. The show is recorded live this week at the Historic Boulder Theater. To comment about E-Town, make an Achievement Award nomination, or find out how to get tickets to a live taping, send an email to info at etown.org. Visit our website, etown.org. Write to us at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306, or connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash etownradio.
This is a production of E-Town. All right, the Civil Wars, Sarah Jarose and, of course, Adam Roberts, the $10 Club. You know, the Civil Wars were only around for a few years, but they had such a distinctive sound. And we're just happy that we were able to capture them back in 2011. And, of course, Sarah Jarose has continued to be a good friend to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. Thanks for listening.